Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most informational, educational, and entertaining podcast for auto detailers. Welcome to the community. Hi, welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. My name is Marshall Hill. You can find me at Total Auto Solutions on most platforms. If you're on TikTok, find me at Detail Supply App. Best way to get in touch with me is to use the force because it is may the fourth be with you so please use the force and contact me via 918-800-1188 greg can be reached uh at masterson's car care on uh instagram facebook but if you're on tiktok masterson's wax greg i forgot to look up your number shoot him your number what's your number how do people get in touch with you you can get a hold of me direct 562-335-2053 always got the phone on me Give me a call direct. Send me a text. We'd love to chat it up. Thank you. All right. For May the 4th be with you. One of my all-time favorites is Blue Moon. All right. Blue Moon with definitely an orange and actually went two oranges. So uh, enjoy a nice Blue Moon with some orange. Greg, are you a Star Wars fan? I am a Star Trek fan. Star Trek? Oh, no. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Star Wars is a little Star Wars is a little too basic for me. I need to go next level. Star Wars is too basic. Ooh, we, need, we need to go way we need to go way to the next generation <laughs> next generation all right so that was your favorite was uh star trek next generation star trek all of them great all of them? star trek all of them next generation is a great is a great show and i feel like the next generation the 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 season the the series finale i think there was a, there was a lot of seasons and the, the season finale was like a damn movie it was so good and and if, I don't know if you've ever seen the season finale of Star Trek, like the the series finale of Star Trek Next Generation. It's like two hours long and it's freaking like a movie. It's crazy. Okay. I might have to go back and look at that. I mean, I used to watch it. Like I said, I mean, Data or not Dad, Data. Data. Right? He was pretty cool. There was there's a couple of cool people that were the Klingons were always crazy. Uh, I myself am a Star Wars fan. So, you know, I celebrate May the 4th be with you all the time. I try and come see one of my, my daughters. Uh, and here's a shirt, one that I, I wore this year. I, we we usually get Star Wars oh. shirts. Uh, <laughs> but it says, yeah, it says, Bacon, I am your father. And it says, no. <laughs> so I'm, a, I'm a huge Star Wars fan. always have been. I had all the, uh, all the different characters, the much as I could get when I was growing up. Definitely had the Millennium Falcon. I had the little... Uh, 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 Ewoks and all their little. Did you ever have that where they had the little uh, little village that you could get? No, you were Star never Trek. Had, never mind. Never had, I never had. Near. I never had the village, but I've watched it all. Like, trust me, I love Star Wars. It's great. Yeah. I, yeah, just, I just, I just really love the Trek. You know. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, Greg, it's been interesting. Uh, so I'm, I'm going through Florida right now. Starting nice. in Jacksonville, went down to Orlando, back up through, and uh, we're, we're. Are you gonna go down more south? Nope, nope. I'm headed back up to uh, go see my daughters, and then I'll Dude. I'll fly back out uh, after a couple of meetings. And Dude, I, I you should have bit. stopped by the Mecca in Florida, which is the Masterson's Car Care Boca Raton Florida store. Man, you should have gone there and said hi to my buddy Mark, who's over there. He's the guy who runs the store over there. Dude, they would have treated you like a king. I'm, <laughs> I'm sure they would have, man. Uh, I'm sure they would have, but uh, we've been doing some certified trainings. I've been having some great time uh, out with detailers. It is confirmed though, no doubt that the change is happening. You know, we've talked about it here in the podcast of, of getting ready for what 
is happening economically, what's happening with, you know, just people's thought processes of what the change of where everybody's headed from, you know, big ticket, big ticket to, hey, we got to do more maintenance. We got to take care of our customers. We're going to stop beating them over the head. We actually need people. You know, it it is crazy. And then talking to detailers about what they're hearing, right? You and I have talked about it. It's insane yeah. what's been coming out now with, you know, YouTube detailers and who's been paying them to, to sell stuff. So definitely it's uh it's interesting talking to yeah. detailers straight face to face and hearing them confirm a lot of the same things that we've been talking about. So yeah. one thing that's crazy that I heard about is, have you heard about that fake clear coat? Mm. Okay, so they came out with this new coat, right? And it's, it's, it's because polishing a car and, and whenever you put a clip, for somebody who doesn't know about paint protection or, or anything like that, we can just, here's a quick thing. If your car has scratches, you got to get rid of the scratches before you put anything on top. Okay. That's the, the basics of it. And how do we get rid of the scratches? Through buffing and polishing and what's called paint correction. But now they just, they just released the biggest, I don't, I don't, I don't trust this at all. This is like thumbs down for me. It's a fake clear coat that you, it comes in a little bottle, like a coating. And you put it on the car and it fills in the scratches. So you never did any paint correction. You put this clear coat on and it filled in the scratches. And now they're starting to do training for this. Like, like you know, they're, they're doing one in Texas, I think, this weekend. Yeah. Uh, so it's interesting. I think that is a, a, a where interesting where we might go in technology wise. We have ourselves been testing and trying to come up with a formula for not necessarily clear coat, we're going to reapply paint, right? So we're, we're yeah. going to come out with the technology of putting down a product that you rub on and then you polish off and you actually have then repainted. So like you've talked about in correction, all that we remove, what we're going to try and do is, is change, right? Uh, change the way we've been doing it to actually we can reapply paint back to the clear coat system and to the paint system. So it's that sure reapplying clear, not color, right? It's clear. Yeah, but there's clear paint, right? So, you know, there this is, is clear. Paint. So, it is, you know, we're, we haven't finished it yet, right? I mean, we ourselves have been continuing to test it. It hasn't met exactly where we want it to be. So, you know, we're going to keep testing and hopefully we'll get it to the market. But, you know, if like you, man, if, if it's something that doesn't just light you up, right. You know, it's not a product you just want to have on your shelves. You don't put it out. Same with us, man. We, we just haven't released it yet because we just, we're not satisfied yet. So. Yeah. It's very, it's very interesting. There's a lot of questions about that. You know, yeah. I was thinking about that, about the, about the fake clear coat, you know, from China and shit, you know, the fake clear coat. I was trying to think about this and I was thinking, hey, that's going to void warranties more. You know what I mean? But I thought about this is that the cars that need it don't have any more warranties. They're already so jacked up, right? And, and they, they want to just put this fake clear coat on and it makes it look good. I don't know if it's going to work, but we're going to find out over a couple of years. But, you know, People got to read about up about this. They're not gonna, you know, they got to know what 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 they're getting into out there, what they're being sold in the market. You know, yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting. So, you know, one of the definite big things that people have asked here uh, in Florida as we've gone around, 
uh, it's been an interesting question. And we did a, an episode yesterday asking some detailers what they thought. So I wanted to ask this to you, Greg, because it, it was asked to me, you know, what, what would you, if you could change one thing in the industry, what would it be? Hmm. Well, this is, this is a, this is a big one. If I could change one thing in, in this detailing industry as a professional industry, it would be to inform people about the cross branding, cross marketing. I don't think people cross market or cross brand enough. They don't do it and they don't work with other detailers to improve their business and doubly scale up. Community is what we call that. Hey, community. Yeah, it, it's it's a it's a big it's a big issue. It's a it's a huge issue. Okay, and um, it's also a lot of people in the industry. They be they say they know information, but they know nothing about it. So in this industry, there's a lot of false information that gets spread out there, like wild. Like yeah, like what? Any anything comes to mind? Yeah, like that that a coating will protect your car against a fire right? That's one of the biggest ones. They're lighting cars on fire, ceramic coating videos. If, if nobody knows what they're talking about, you can go on YouTube and just search like ceramic coating fire and they light the cars on fire with spray paint and fire, right? And this is not going to protect the vehicle, right? And all of these misinformations are just ruining our industry. Somebody came into my shop the other day with a, with a 2012 Grand Sport Corvette. They said, "Hey, I, I need some products for my Corvette, but my cor my Corvette's been ceramic coated." I said, "What type of ceramic coating did they use?" And they said, "Um, they said, oh, well, there's a little sticker in the door." They said, "Okay, we'll go outside and we'll look at the door." So we go open the door, and there is a little sticker. This car is protected by Gazan coating. Okay. And so I was like, okay, Gazan coating. And then there, it says for the installer, please circle the product that was used. And there's like five products. So there's probably like a six month coating, a one year coating, a three year coating, a five year coating, and then whatever the other one was, right. Or something like that. The installer circled none. And I looked at the customer. I said, the installer didn't tell you what he installed. I could just tell you there's nothing protecting this vehicle. And he looks at me, he's like, well, you're kind of right. I have no idea what is on this car. Okay. And that's super important because was there any coding put on the car? The way I view it is nope. It's like going to get your vaccine and you, you didn't get your card stamped. <laughs> oh, I got my vaccine. Uh, what, did, what vaccine did you get? Is it Pfizer, Moderna? The other one, <laughs> you know, Johnson and Johnson. So what's, uh, what's it going to be? I ended up having to supply him with new products to protect his vehicle just because we didn't know what was on the car. And that's another problem out there in the industry. People just slapping stickers. Who knows if this installer even put a ceramic coating on the car, they probably could have just washed the car and then just put the sticker on the inside. And that leads to a lot of problems in our industry. It is crazy how, you know, the coating world in a sense, and it really started, we've talked about from just a couple of brands that really got entry into ceramic coatings very quickly beyond others, put a lot of marketing behind it, which they should, they created little groups as they should, you know, uh, but multiple times this week, we've also been asked, wait, so, you know, I, I can just buy it. I don't have to 
you know, pay this big thing, or I don't have to have a territory or I don't have like the amount of blockades that they created for regular detailers, quote unquote, right? Like, cause sure there's some that could set up and go into massive debt and have these incredible shops that, you know, it appears that they're doing incredible amounts of work, which I'm sure they are. And I hope that they are, but we don't always know the backstory, right? We don't know where they're being fed cars. That's some of the stuff we talked about, right? You know, plenty of dealerships feed car to detail shops that detail shops don't always show that it's from a dealership. There's plenty of, uh, you know, auction or wholesale work that comes to many shops, but people just don't always want to share about it, do they? Yeah. I think that would be a, a big thing that uh, some people would really love to see change in the industry uh, is, is maybe more of an open-mindedness to, well, if we want to call it regular quote unquote detailing, maintenance style detailing, and not just as, you know, many of us say, you know, there's big ticket items that uh, we think will sustain us, but it just might not. So, you know, we, we talk many times because as myself, uh, I'm a mobile detailer, we still currently operate a detailing business uh, shop as well as mobile, but started and we serviced a customer just the other day that I've been servicing since 2003. So yeah. I was talking to mobile detailers here in Florida and we've really been starting to divest into where mobile detailing goes in the future. Because Greg, do you use Amazon? Yeah, every day. Of course, right? Do you use Uber? No, but, I, but no, I have a car, <laughs> but you okay. know, but uh, if I do go places with the rental car problems now, I will probably have to start being new. Yep. More uh, so do you ever do like Grubhub or Uber Eats or anybody deliver no, you I food? Just, I just drive there. See, that's one thing there. about the food. I'm like, when I have food, I want to eat it like almost instantly. Like I literally want it to be like handed to me and then I just bite it. Like it needs to be that instant, you know, for me, that's my personal preference. If the food's been put in a bag and driven like an hour and then like, you know, flip-flopped here and there, and then it comes to you and it's half warm, I'm kind of disappointed. So for you, convenience means instantaneous. It's not even the convenience. It, it's actually inconveniencing me to go do that, right? It inconveniences me to get up and go over there and I won't even go through the drive-through. I'll only walk in. Because I want, I want it to be given to me like on a fucking great presentation. It's like when I go drink a coffee shop, I never get coffee to go. I always get coffee. So I get it in the ceramic mug and they spend more time on it. They make it look great and it gets a great presentation. That's just personally me. But Uber, Uber is a, a great service. One of my employees that works here uses Uber Eats or, or Grubhub daily. Yeah. So, but I mean, you, you nailed it on the head, right? You said it actually inconveniences you to go into some location. Yeah. There's a lot of shop owners that have began to offer a maintenance mobile service as well as mobile detailers are starting to really see an uptick in their side of the business because of what you just said, convenience, yeah. right? As our society has moved to a much more convenient style mobile detailing will continue to see a growth and as retail and warehouse type spaces for, you know, a shop situation might get worse and worse and worse. Uh, mobile detailing seems to have that uptick in the industry. So let's dive into some mobile detailing, you know, tips and uh, suggestions. Uh, 
what did, what's the one thing that you might recommend? Let's start with product, right? Because there's, there's detailers uh, yet, literally yesterday that were starting to go into mobile detailing and they wanted to know, well, what do I use? You know, they, they might have, as you've said, which I, I know where you're headed, they might have runoff restrictions. Yeah. And so one of them, Sam, we were talking, she's like, listen, I, there's multiple places that she's tried to go and get a spot, but because of runoff restrictions, right? She couldn't do it. And so she's going to have to really think about going mobile, but didn't even know where to start. Right. Yeah, so, yeah. so let's go first start first recommendation from Greg. Waterless detail. Waterless yeah. detailing. Number one, I've said this a lot. I think that if you want to make big money and you want to make an incredible business, waterless detailing is where you should be. Now, a lot of people say, I, I need to use water because they're seeing other people use water and they don't need to. And the future of detailing is gonna to move towards waterless. I truly believe this. Now out here in California, everybody, I know everybody doesn't live in California, but out here in California, California is a huge state and it's actually more than just the city. It's actually a huge, if, if anybody looks into this, like the, a lot of food comes from California because a lot of California is farmland a huge amount of it, way more than the city, way more than LA, San Francisco, all that space in between is farm. And in, in LA and San Francisco, they don't want you washing cars with water anymore on the public, in public property, okay? If it's a private property, you can do whatever you want, okay? But if it, most of the time, these mobile detailers are doing it on public property on a street or in like somebody else's property. And so in the city, they don't want that runoff going on. But all the rest of California, they say our cars, they get really dirty. We, we need to use, we have to use water, quote unquote. And, it, and I, I tell them about the problems we have with ceram or with um, the uh, waterless runoff and how you can't do that outside. And they say, oh, it's okay. They don't care how much water we use in our cities. Well, just the other day, a buddy of mine who lives in Santa Maria, California, which is a pretty much small farm town in central California just put out a thing that said that they are not allowing you to wash any cars on the street ever. They can't do it. It's, it's, it's banned. Okay. That's just a little small farm town in the middle of California, small ass town. And they're doing that. So if it's already reached there, it's going to reach everywhere else very, very fast. People just don't want it. They don't want the foam. They don't want this water runoff, all this mess. So if you can be one of the first people to change your business and start waterless detailing, you're going to make a huge difference big time, really fast. Uh, and I'm going to go uh, with the suggestion of not being afraid of being that 50 to $75 detailer. Yeah. Uh, love, love waterless too, Greg. We still use waterless. We love it, uh, especially through Oklahoma when it's cold. We can just go right into our customer's garage. We don't have to worry about the cold. And if it's too hot, it's okay. Our clientele has AC in their garages. So, you know, it, 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 it's okay to, to wash inside it when it's hot too. I, I'm a big fan of waterless. Uh, one misnomer that I think is interesting to start to propel part of uh, the industry is maintenance, right? Regularly touching your customer's car. I've never understood as ceramic coatings have grown, why even, even if, right? Let's just say, Greg, let's just say, even if, right? First of all, do you think a five, seven lifetime coating actually lasts five, seven or a lifetime, right? 
right? Even if though, right? Let's just say out of sheer possibility, they used the force. The force was strong with them. They did this amazing stuff. We don't know what happened. They just, and boom, the car's now protected for five years. Greg, would you want that customer to only come see you every five years? Or would you want that customer to come see you every week or every week? I want the customer to come see me every week. <laughs> right? I, I want the customer to come see me every week, not just because of the customer um, having to come back and spend more money with me. It's not about that. It's, a, it's about running a business and being with the customer and sticking in the customer's mind and, and, and developing a friendship and a relationship. And some, that, that customer you know, may have a mistake sometime and may have to, um, uh, have to come get their car cleaned. Like maybe a, uh, they had an accident, they spilled some food, a child spilled some food, dog accident. And if they come to you and they're a current customer, I guarantee you if they're a customer of mine, I'm running a detailing business, they're going to get great service very fast. I might even move jobs around to fit that job in because that's a great customer. It's coming all the time. If a customer comes to you all the time and you build a relationship with that shop and they have a lot of cars, you get great service. Like next door to me is uh, an automotive repair shop. And the automotive repair shop really doesn't do oil changes and brake pads for random people. They maintain larger people's car collections. Like one of their customers has seven cars. They can't work on the seven cars, but one of those guys' seven cars is always in the shop. He drops off one, picks up another. That car gets maintenance done and he does it. And the shop owner makes room for this guy because he knows he's a great customer. He always has a car there. He's always getting work done. Seven cars, that's a lot. You know, even the guy just has like one car a month over there. That's still a great customer. So Greg, and, in your opinion, do you think it's, it's, easier right the process of the application and, and the the work of like a wash and vac windows tire shine good nice clean job is is that you think simpler or easier or do you think like a full correction and you know application of protection and all the intricate parts that go into correction which do you think would actually be easier for somebody who doesn't feel like they could actually be in this business for more than five to 10 years. The washing, the maintaining. That's why car washes make so much money. It's because in order for you to sell a $1,500, $2,000 detail, you got to know how to sell. And let's just be honest, not everybody knows how to sell. It's, it's a skill. It takes time and it takes practice. And if you don't know how to sell your services, don't try to be selling a $2,000 coating. Start small, you know, start selling $30 washes, $25 washes, then move it up to $50 washes, $75 washes. If you're at 50 to $75 of, of a detail, like a quick detail, and you're doing that within 30 minutes, I feel like you're, you're making a lot. Making a lot. I mean, yeah. the, the thing too, and the reason why I said that is we've heard a couple of times from detailers go, you know, they, they don't plan on doing detail the rest of their life. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. I, I mean, I did, I chose, and I, I mean, it's, it's been my life, right? It, it is what it is, but 
I've also never gone for those big full blown things. Right. There was a brief moment, right? There was about three to maybe four ish months where I would had joined in with a multi-level brand and I was trying to whack people over the head for four grand. You just yeah. wasn't sustainable. Sustainable means that every day there's somebody there either at my shop or in our mobile setting getting that service. So that's what sustainability means. I could see that that just was not going to happen. And if it did happen, I would be in the same situation that many other detailers find themselves in stuck behind a polisher. They're the only ones in the shop. They might have one other person, but they don't trust them because if I teach them enough, then they're just going to do it on their own. Right. There's that question. There's always that issue. If you're the guy, well, so if it's not sustainable to you to be that guy for five to 10 years, because Greg, as we know, shit happens, right? Here's what's crazy. I've never had an ice die. No idea what it even was. I've got an ice die first time in my life. I'm 43 years old. Oh, crazy. Yeah, you have random things that happen as you continue to get older, right? I, I fractured teeth. I've, I've messed up my back, right? There's, there's shit that happens. And so to think that you're going to be able to sustain, right, to be able to take care of multiple customers a day doing correction and the high end elite stuff, and you do it yourself the whole way through till you're 30, 40, 50, 60. Wow. I mean, a lot, a lot of work, a lot of work. So which, right, which Greg, if we have as detailers have issues with hiring and training and working with team members, which would be an easier process to go through if I'm going to hire, train, and work with the team? Which side of the industry do you think would be easier for somebody who wants to build their business long-term? Maintenance or high-end correction and coatings? Maintenance. Maintenance. And I, I, truly, I truly believe it. It's all about um, seeing your customer and bringing the customer back and making them uh, get service. And it's, it's about having the customer come back over time. There's three ways to increase a business. It's only three. It's increase the amount of customers that come in your door, increase the amount that the customer purchases in your store and increases the, increase the amount of times that customer comes back to your store. So more customers, more stuff they buy, more times they come to you, right? The more stuff you can buy, with detailing is not a bigger thing up front. It's over a long period of time. That's what I truly believe. It's because if they, one week they're going to come for you for a wash, the next week they're going to come for a wash, but they'll also need uh, a deep wheel cleaning. Next time they might come for just a wash, but then the next time after that, they need a wash and a full interior detail. Yeah, because they took their dog to the groomer. Yeah. And you open up that door and you go, whoa, there's dog hair. Well, that wasn't part of the agreement. That's not part of the regular maintenance. So there becomes an upcharge. Yeah, for yeah. dog hair removal. It's yeah. great. You've got to have this set up on a menu. It's like I go to a restaurant that's real close to me. It's called The Cellar. It's an expensive restaurant. It's not a, a cheap restaurant, right? Sometimes I want to eat dinner there, but not a lot. But it's still a great restaurant. Right. And I still want to go there and I still want to experience the atmosphere. And I like, and I, I'm very good friends with the staff. I go there a lot. Sometimes I just go there and I go to the bar and have a cocktail and a small appetizer. 
that's me. That's just all I want. Maybe it's all I'm feeling at the moment. I still go there a lot. They know me. I'm still a customer. I go there at least twice or three times a month. I don't have dinner there all the time, but I'm still there buying stuff and interacting. They know my name. They know who I am. And I'm still a great customer there, but it's like getting a coating. I'm not getting a coating every time. Sometimes I'm just going in for the wash. I just need a, a drink, maybe a, a, a small soup appetizer, maybe a lobster bisque. Boom. That's great. Maybe. And then maybe next month, oh man, I'm feeling that dinner there. Maybe we'll go there. Boom. Dinner. They're going to get a bigger bill out of me. You know, they, under, they understand that, you know, and uh, it's the same thing with detailing. Detailing is like a restaurant. Sometimes people just want to come in for the wash, the cocktail. Sometimes they want to come in for the full experience, they want a full restoration. But the customer, has, you have to build that relationship, I believe. And, and it's the detailer's job, right? We don't like to think we have jobs. We like to think we're the boss, right? But you know what? You do have a job. Your job is to make sure that each one of your customers has the best experience at your business. Yes. Yeah. Not that you do the best detailing, not that you take the most this, not that you do that, like, not that you, right? But the number one thing, right, is to make yeah. sure that your customer has the best experience. Best experience. That's the number one. I don't care if somebody comes into our store right here and they spend money or they don't spend money. It does not matter. All Everybody that works here and myself, we all know, we want that person to walk in and, and leave with a smile. Whether they spent nothing or they spent a million bucks, doesn't matter. And people come into our store all the time and they, they've, had a, they've told us this directly. They said, hey man, I actually just came in here and I was having a shit day. Like my day was just sucking. I was having a really shitty day. And like the atmosphere was great here with you guys. You guys have a great smile on your face and you guys are having a great time. And it made me have a great time. And it makes me want to come here more. And I've had customers come back. They just because of that. You know, so it does make a big difference having a, a good relationship with your customers, building that, that base. Yeah. And, and there's no doubt, especially mobile, as well as, you know, shop situations, the change that we're seeing to kind of wind it back together, the change that we're seeing, the customer experience that's been happening is those big tickets, those five, seven unlimited, all that bullshit. The customer experience after a couple of years isn't great you know, water spots, you got maintenance that they're supposed to do. They don't keep up with it. You got all these things that if they were going to have a warranty, which is probably already void because those warranties are really kind of garbage. Yeah. Uh, it's already gone. And so the user experience for your customer that just spent four grand. Yeah. And great. So a uh, entry level, uh, take care of your customer on a one to two, three year basis. Greg, you're probably going to say go lower, right? Like, Anything that you can do to see your customer more, give them a better user experience, not only for your business, but how they use their vehicle. That's the best way to grow. So yeah. Greg, man, may the fourth be with you. Very much appreciate uh, your time. And uh, I'm going to, uh, well. Enjoy your vacation. No, no, not on vacation. I'm working. Oh, I'm going to back up to Jacksonville and uh, I'm going to go see my daughters for a little bit, but then we've got meetings and stuff there in Jacksonville the rest of the week and uh, excited about all the stuff going on here, man. So yeah, oh, definitely. Good. So I will, uh, I'll send you off with my best Yoda impersonation. Mm, yeah, it's Yoda. May the fourth be with you. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Greg. Thanks so much, man. Have a great day. Thank you very much. You have a great day. You too, bro.
Episode over. Leave us a review and we will see you on the Community Pub Wednesday nights at 7.30 Central. The Zoom meeting ID is 918-800-1188. That's the Community Pub Wednesday nights, 7.30 Central. The Zoom meeting ID is 918-800-1188. Grab a pint and enjoy.